praise in the park at, at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, you want to come earlier, 10 o'clock or so. You want to do a prayer walk. Uh, be a, that'd be a good thing to do. Amen. Because we want to uh, let the Lord have his way. Amen. Amen. And so we are wrapping that up. Uh, we sent out a, a message this week about men's conference coming up uh, beginning of April. Started getting registration and things ready for that. And ladies conference will be here soon. So uh, things start planning ahead and getting ready for all those things. Isn't it a great living for the Lord? Amen. Being a part of the family and the body of Christ. There's always great things uh, to look forward to in the district conference next month if those that are interested in going to that. Amen. We want to uh, continue to pray for those that are not here. Amen. Whether they are out sick or dealing with something that God's hand will be upon them tonight in their situation. Amen. Let's go before him together. Lord Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you, Jesus, for your presence, Lord, for your power, your hand upon us. We ask, Lord, to touch those that are not here, Lord, for whatever the situation is. God, we plead the blood of Jesus over their, their lives, their bodies, that you'd heal any sickness or disease. Lord, that raise them up and strengthen them, God. Those that are traveling, your hand be upon them, God. We ask you to bless this offering, multiply for your kingdom, and bless this service tonight. In Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Let's come and give. This kids' church can be dismissed. turning our attention to 2 Peter, the third chapter, and then also to the book of Luke, the 18th chapter. Amen. 2 Peter 3 and 3 says, Knowing this, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. And then scoop, uh, going back to Luke 18, 7 and 8 says, And shall not God avenge his own elect? which cried day and night unto him, though he bare long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight from uh, this title, uh, Faith on Display. Faith on Display. Amen. Shake a few hands as you're seated tonight. Faith on the wall works as well.
Amen. Every, every few months or it seems like at least once a year you hear the story of some, some crazy activists who go into an art museum and they uh, are doing something to cause attention, whether they throw oil or something on an old ancient painting or they glue themselves to the wall or the frame or whatever. Glue, I've seen glue themselves to the floor. Uh, anybody seen those, those uh, crazy people? Uh, obviously, they're trying to do that for to send a message for whatever cause that they are fighting for or, or whatever. Half of them don't even realize what it is. Um, but they obviously do succeed in one aspect, that they are drawing attention to uh, themselves and their cause. Uh, but sadly, it comes uh, many times at the destruction or at least temporary destruction of uh, a famous painting, hundred-year-old, couple hundred-year-old Renaissance paintings that are covered with all these with mud or, or, or paint or oil, whatever the situation is. But uh, that is uh, one of the side effects or the, the, the cons to having uh, that painting on display. On one hand, you obviously, you want the world to see the beauty of this, this painting and to try to get into the artist's mind and, and, and the, to view his uh, his or her talents and skills and abilities and the way that is done is put in a museum for the world to see and it is put on display. Um, maybe that's something that you kind of grow into uh, as, as you age in life. I'm still, I, I'm not there yet. Uh, I can briefly see a painting, but I, I, I quickly move on to, to whatever's next. But there are people out there that just get, get uh, caught up in uh, the paintings and, and all of those things, uh, but to each their own. Uh, but as, as beautiful as these paintings are and the talent and the skill that was put into it to, to make it into that uh, display, uh, what it is meant for is for the world to see that. And as talented and as gifted as they are, the painters are, they want, they want the world to see that. Um, they don't want to do all of that and to paint a beautiful masterpiece and just to keep it stored up, locked up somewhere that no one else sees it and they just hope the world would find it. We, we know the, uh, of the story uh, of the painting of Michelangelo in the uh, 16th chapel and the... Uh, 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 the ceiling of it, and, and just a majestic, and you see, I've just seen pictures of it. That's that's a painting that I could probably get lost in for a little bit, but um, it is there painted on the ceiling of the chapel for the world to see, uh, and whatever message it is put into that, uh, besides the, the talent and the artistic ability, uh, when things are put on display, uh, they are there for the world to see. And one of the, the consequences of that is, is that sometimes they may get some crazy people that come in there for the wrong purpose or their own, their own reasoning to uh, draw attention to it. And you see them, as we mentioned, gluing themselves to the wall or the floor 
uh, or uh, desecrating these paintings. But uh, on one hand, uh, that would never happen if the painting was locked up in storage. It would be safe and secure in the storage vault or wherever, somebody's attic or basement or wherever. Uh, it would never get desecrated with oil or, uh, or whatever ways that they do that. Uh, so on one hand, it is beautiful to keep that locked up and, and keep it hidden away. But then on the other hand, the other side of the argument is that no one would ever see it, right? And so you have to volley between that, the, the pros and the cons. And obviously, uh, most of the time, 99% of the time, it's, it's on display and everyone gets to see the beauty of it. Just every now and again, you have uh, the cuckoos and, and they come and, and, and go crazy over it. Uh, but that is one of the, the, the downfalls of being on display because you are in the public display and everybody can see it and everyone can criticize it or they can complain or they can write a comment on how they don't like it or the, how they can love it or, or, or whatever it is. You're open to everyone's suggestions or everyone's opinions when you're out there in public on display uh, and you got to be prepared for that as much as you want everyone to admire you, uh, admire it, and, and, and be in awe of it. Uh, that may happen a lot of the times, but you cannot be surprised when some uh, activist comes in and causes a scene and may cause some damage to uh, that. But uh, as much as beauty as it has, we also have to take into account that there may be uh, a time or two where things may not be so wonderful and, and beautiful. Uh, and so that is kind of how God wants us to be as believers. He wants to put our faith on display, right? He wants the world to see uh, who it is that we believe in, who we put our faith and our trust in, uh, and Jesus says, a city that is on a hill cannot be hid. What we have inside of us, we should not be trying to hide in some kind of basement or some kind of attic, but we should be willing to put it on full display so that the world can see just how great our God is. I mean, don't we got to be a lot to be thankful for, for what he has done for us? Amen. We're not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, and so we are to put ourselves and put our faith on display for the world to see. Amen. We're not going to hide our, our candle, our light under a bushel, uh, but we want it to shine ever so brightly, especially in these last days. It doesn't take much to shine in the dark world in, the, in these last days. We don't have to try very hard to stand out. We're already standing out, and even the more so as the world deteriorates. But uh, we also need to recognize that while we're standing out for the glory of God, we uh, should not be surprised if one day uh, something chaotic may happen or, or some crazy activist may come and, and speak their mind or share their beliefs or whatever uh, about what we, what we believe or, or, or persecute or, or, or criticize uh, who we are or what we believe in or the Word of God. Uh, being on public display, we open ourselves up to those instances as well. Not that we're looking for those things, not that we want those things, 
uh, but we can't put our head in the sand and act like that, that may never come. Criticism will never come. But I'm here to tell you, in the last days, if we are going to be living for God, we're going to stand out like never before. And we have to be realized and, and ready for anything, uh, good or bad, because the, uh, the activists, they're out there, they're making noise, and they're going through whatever it is they're going through. Uh, and one day they may very well come and knock on our door, and we, we cannot be surprised at that. We got to be ready for that uh, because we are putting ourselves on display and we are putting the power of God on display. It's not really us, it's the power, it's the Holy Ghost inside of us, amen, that is on display the glory of God uh, in this world. And so uh, having our faith on display is for the world to see. And there may also be times of criticism. Uh, and persecution or whatever whatever arm that may uh, lead into. Uh, but our Bible verse says, in the last days there will be scoffers uh, walking after their own lusts. Uh, in the end time, skepticism is going to attempt to erode and to waste away every type of biblical belief system, the word of God, anyone who is religious or or clings to the Bible and all of these things. They're, they're coming after those people, those ideals, those belief systems, because it is contrary uh, to what they are trying to implement and what they're trying to push in the world. Uh, again, in the last days, there are going to be scoffers walking after their own lusts, and they're going to scoff and make fun of and criticize and try to tear down anyone who is not in agreement with them, anyone who is not in line with them. And being a, a person of faith and a believer, uh, we, are, uh, we are definitely not going to be in a line and lockstep with the people of the world. Uh, and so uh, great people of faith are going to be remaining uh, faithful until the end. And one of the products of the end times is scoffers and skepticism. And that means, skepticism means a person who habitually doubts the authenticity of accepted beliefs. Do you know, does it sound like there are more and more people out there who are criticizing the Word of God or, or criticizing Christianity or uh, the authenticity of, of the Bible or Scriptures, and they're always trying to disprove everything? Or uh, a skeptic is somebody who mistrusts people or ideas or a person who doubts the truth of religion, especially uh, Christianity, and so this is one of the signs of the end times: is people out there, scoffers, and 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 making fun and criticizing and doing whatever they can to tear down uh, anyone who does not agree with their faith. But uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Why? Because greater is He that's in us than He that is in the world. They may shout to the mountaintops, but hey, we have the power inside of us. They may sound loud, but hey, we have a God who can move heaven and earth, a God who can melt the mountains as wax. He is on our side, and we are going to be victorious, no matter how long they, how loud they may sound or scream or or pitch a fit. 
uh, we have the power inside of us. And so we need to continue to put our faith on display, no matter what the crowds may gather around and criticize or, or, or mock or laugh. Uh, we got to stand firm in our faith and believe in that we are doing this for Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 John 4 says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is in the world. And so we don't have to wait for the arrival of the spirit of the Antichrist because it is already here. It has already been here. The Bible told us it's been here for thousands of years. When uh, uh, that was written over 2,000 years ago, already admitted that the spirit of the Antichrist is in the world. And so it is here uh, building its case against Christianity, working over time against those, uh, the beloved faith, toiling away, setting traps for those who hold on to the truth, trying to get them to fall away and to, uh, to turn from truth. And yeah, it may not be fair that the devil has a head start against you and I, uh, but he's going to need all the help that he can get because it's not us that he's battling. It's Jesus Christ who he's battling. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Amen. He may have got a head start on us, but he hasn't gotten a head start on Jesus because Jesus knows the end from the beginning. And this has all been planned and written out and we know how it's going to end and we are going to be on the side of victory. Uh, Amen. So we don't need to hide our faith. We need to put it on display for the world to see. 1 Peter 1.19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. You see, even before the foundations of the world was established, God already had a plan, and he had already had it already figured out. He already knew what was going to happen before it happened. And so even though the, anti, the spirit of Antichrist has been around before you and I got here, God's plan has already been in place long before he ever showed up. Uh, and so we know that who ultimately is in control. Isaiah 46 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God. There is none else. I am God, and there is none beside me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all in my pleasure. God has already declared the end before it even began. He's already declared the victory even before the first battle even began. God has already beat the devil and defeated him even before Lucifer fell from heaven. That's how powerful our God is. That's how great our God is. And what are we to fear and whom of we are, should we be afraid of if we truly believe that our God has already won the battle? 
It should not uh, uh, concern us or we should not be afraid to put ourselves and our faith on display because we know God already has everything uh, planned out. And so then what you are facing right now is not going to be the end of you because God already has it planned out. The giant that you may be fighting right now is going to fall. Why? Because God has already declared the end from the beginning. They already declared victory. The devil may be trying his best to change the outcome of all of this, uh, but there is nothing that he can do. He's powerless against our God because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. We serve the almighty God who is alive and who sits on the throne even today and even tomorrow. Amen. So no matter what the devil may try to do, amen, we have God on our side, so we should display our faith like never before, even in these perilous times when uh, we may want to maybe hide a little bit and we don't want to be in the spotlight uh, for uh, the wrong reasons, but hey, if it's our faith that's on trial, we need to let it shine like never before and let God's glory be manifest in us and through us in the power of God uh, revealed, amen, through his believers. And so since the devil cannot overcome God, what is he going to try to do? He's going to try to come after me and you, going to try to attack our faith, tries to slander the truth or discredit the word of God or use people or politicians or activists to try to, uh, to, try to uh, push the faith or push the truth into the shadows and to, to keep it from being uh, displayed in the streets, but no matter how hard he tries, he cannot do anything against the truth because he cannot change the truth because the truth is truth and the truth is everlasting. Psalms 117 says, For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever, so praise ye the Lord. Psalms 105 says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. The devil may be at, have been at work for many centuries, but hey, His truth is still coming to this generation today, and it's going to be available for the generation tomorrow as the Lord, if the Lord tarries, because His truth will make it to the end. It's not going anywhere, His truth. Just, just not go away when it is attacked or slandered or when the truth is put on display. No, truth is going to stand for truth. Uh, truth will always do endure up until the end. And so if you want to endure, if you want to make it, if you want to be there in the end, uh, it's not the time to cower down or to hide or be timid or to shy. No, true. if truth is going to prevail to the end, we better hold on to truth and we better use truth. We better love the truth. We better put the truth on display because that is the only thing that is going to endure to the end is the truth. Amen. The world would want us to 
to hush up and to not say anything, not to say that a man is a man and a woman is a woman, that God created two sexes, male and female. Uh, they don't want us to say that, but that's what the truth is. And the truth is going to endure to all generations. They can try to cover it up, but it's not going to work because you cannot hide a city that is on a hill. It's going to stand and it's going to shine bright than ever before. Amen. And so we don't have to come up with any new kind of gimmicks or any kind of new programs. All we got to do is to find the truth, to love the truth, to hold on to the truth, and to display the truth, and let the truth fight its own battle. The the truth doesn't need our strength. It doesn't need our mind. It doesn't need our ability. It just needs somebody to hold up the, the sword of truth and to say, this is what the Bible says. This is what truth is. This is what the Word of God. Uh, God just needs people to put their faith on display and let God do it and work everything else out. Amen. Psalms 118 says, they stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. And so if we want to endure, if we want to stand forever and ever, uh, that can only be done in truth and uprightness. Uh, and he will send skeptics our way, uh, the devil, to try to get us to doubt, try to get us to dab in disbelief. Uh, and people that succumb to that. As the Bible tells us that even those who do not have a love for the truth, what happens, God himself will send them a strong delusion that they will believe a lie. Everything wraps around the truth. Uh, and, and so it doesn't matter what people think. What only thing that matters is the truth. We better get a hold of the truth like never before. And we got to love the truth like never before. Uh, I mean, because that is what they're coming after. And that is what we got to put on display is our faith in this truth. First uh, Timothy 2 and 8 says, I will therefore men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Amen. We, uh, we, we do that here, uh, and we need to make sure that we do that on display as well. We're going to be doing that on Sunday uh, out in the world, out in the, out in the park. We're going to put our up, up, up holy hands, uh, putting our faith on display. Uh, amen. And so uh, that makes us vulnerable because, again, we can be open to uh, criticism and, and whatever else, but hey, we're still going to praise God no matter what, right? Uh, because it's, it's the truth, it's the Word of God that we love, amen, and we're not going to uh, back down or, or become timid or shy because somebody else voices their, uh, their concerns or their beliefs. We have our beliefs that we hold near and dear to our heart, amen, and so in the last days there. Uh, there are scoffers walking after their own lusts, their own desires, their own agendas. Uh, they aren't concerned about you. They don't care about your if your feelings get hurt. They don't care how nice you are or how much money you give to charity. They're, they're walking after their own lusts. And they're consumed with their own lusts. And they, they don't care what anybody else thinks. Uh, that's that's how you and I should be believing, right? We don't care what the world thinks. We're consumed for our own love for Jesus Christ and the love of His Word and truth. And so we should not be concerned what other people think. They don't. They're not concerned what people think. But sometimes uh, people can get so concerned about other people's opinions that it causes them to not to speak up 
or not to put on display what they what they really believe, uh, and that doesn't do anybody any good. We need to make sure that we are holding this near and dear to our heart uh, and putting it on faith uh, on on display. And we see in the uh, we see the Apostle Paul in the New Testament uh, putting his faith on display time and time again. And he certainly did not care what others thought. Uh, and he has the, the scars, uh, the, the bruises, the testimonies, the stories to tell because he stood for faith. And he put his faith on display. He stood for truth. And, and he spoke the truth no matter what they would say against him or whatever accusations were brought against him. He still held on to the truth. Uh, we see a, an account here in Acts 24. It says, uh, for we have found this man a, a pestilent fellow. How would you like to be called a pestilent fellow? Uh, a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the whole world. Uh, Acts 24, 5, this guy, uh, a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout all the world. Don't you love how they like to exaggerate things, you know? All the Jews throughout all the world, every single Jew everywhere, this guy has, is a mover of sedition and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes uh, who also hath gone about to profane the temple whom we took and we would have judged according to our law. Um, and skipping down to verse 12, it says, uh, And they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogues nor in the city, neither can they prove the things where they now accuse me. Paul's responding to these accusations, and they say, he says they can't prove any of it. It's all just accusations. Uh, and that just kind of uh, identifies so much in our, our, our day and age now where they, people, they don't care. They'll, they'll say something simply because they want the accusation out there. They make all the, they'll make up a false accusation, uh, and whether uh, it's, it's, it's not true, and they know it, but it, they say it anyways because they want the accusation out there, and they want people to judge, uh, judge the person before the facts are even come into the courtroom. Uh, they already declare them guilty uh, over some false accusations, and Paul is facing the same exact thing that people face today. Uh, he says, they can't prove any of these things. And yet here I am standing before you being accused of all these things. Uh, they don't care. They don't, they don't get anything. Um, they just want to get anything that is negative out there because, why? They have an agenda. They're walking after their own lusts. And their agenda is to take out those that stand for truth and oppose them. And the day is fast approaching when you and I, we might become the enemy. A good, righteous, Bible-believing person could find themselves as the enemy one day. And that, sadly, that, that day may be quickly coming. Hopefully, we're not here for that, but the, the temperature of this world and even our own country is not turning favorable, is not been favorable for Christians or Bible believers. 
Uh, in fact, the heat is being turned up uh, towards us in our direction. Uh, and so uh, what, they, what should we do when they come, if they ever come? What is our plan when doubt and disaster uh, may come barreling through our doors. Well, we we got to put our faith on display. There shouldn't shouldn't be anything that change in our life, right? Because the way we're living now is the same way we should be living. If they ever come to our doors, we're putting our faith on display, and this is who we are, and we're not going to change for anybody because we are standing and we are aligning ourselves with the truth and with the Word of God. And when the skeptics come, and they will, we need to exercise more of our faith, hold on to a little bit tighter to the truth, and strengthen our grip on our shield of faith, and raise it up just a little bit higher to withstand any fiery darts that the enemy may throw our way. Because uh, when they come, uh, it, it wouldn't be, it probably won't be a, a pleasant ride, but we, uh, we're going to hold on to our faith uh, believing that God will bring us through it. Uh, and he say, he goes on to say, verse 14, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and having hope towards God, which they themselves also Allow that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscious void of offense toward God and towards men. And so what did Paul do? His response was, uh, this is exactly what I believe and I'm not changing for anybody. He says, what you guys are calling heresy that's what I call worship unto the Lord. Uh, you, you're going to mock and make fun of it, but hey, that's what I call praise unto my God. That's what I call worship. What you call foolishness, uh, I say that I was made to worship Him. And, and so if you pass a law making it illegal to worship Jesus, and if we, praise, if we don't praise Him, what happens? The rocks are going to cry out. Uh, and so we're not going to let a rock take our place because God has done too much for us. We're going to put our faith on display uh, every single day of our lives. We are to be broadcasting the glory and the greatness and the goodness of our God, amen, for all the world to see, amen. And we let the, uh, the pieces fall as they may, but we know that God gets the glory, amen. May musicians of you would come, amen. And so... Uh, when the skeptics came for Paul, he said they can't prove any of it. They're calling it all crazy, call, uh, calling it all kinds of crazy stuff, heresy. But hey, that's that's the truth. Uh, and eventually, uh, what we call truth, the word, the world will eventually come against that and call that that is that is heresy. That is uh, that is whatever terrorism. They you know they they've they've aligned it where they can they can just label something as a, a, a terrorist but they can fill in the blanks right and so it's a convenient uh, a religious extremist what does that mean that means whatever they need it to mean right somebody who goes to church on Sundays can be can one day be called a religious extremist right 
but what they call heresy, what they call extremism, we just call, hey, we're just coming to church. We're worshiping God. We're putting our faith on display for all the world to see. Uh, and we're not going to be ashamed of who we are and what the truth is because we love the truth. And the truth is what's going to make us free. And the truth is what's going to endure to all generations. And that is what we are going to hold on to. Amen. If you stand with me tonight. And so what is Paul, Paul's basic response was, you guys go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. Uh, I'm still going to worship God. If you're going to lock me up, hey, I'm still going to worship God. Uh, you put me in prison, uh, put handcuffs on me, I'm still going to worship God because whatever you guys call heresy, I'm just, that's just my faith, that's my worship, that's what I'm putting on display. Uh, and we see an account earlier in Acts 16, uh, and at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Uh, and so they, they were locked up for, for, for preaching the truth and they're told to be quiet. But even in the midst of a prison cell, they said, hey, we're not going to be quiet because that's not who we are. We're worshipers of the one true God. And even here in the prison cell, we're still going to put our faith on display. And that is what brought them, that is what broke them out of their prison is that they said, hey, we're going to put our faith on display. We're not going to keep quiet. We're going to go out into the streets. We're going to go out into the highways and byways and we're going to sing out there. And we're going to worship out there in the park. And we're going to let people know who we are and who our God is, no matter what the consequences are. Why? Because we are going to put our faith on display so that God can get the glory and so that God can work, begin to work in us and through us, ultimately to reach somebody else, right? Because it's not about you and me. It's about what God can use us to reach somebody else. I believe that God can uh, gonna orchestrate and, and, and lead people uh, to Lakes Park on Sunday, and they're going to come across a pavilion. They're going to hear singing and shouting and praising God. And if somebody there is hungry there, they're going to follow the leading of the Spirit of God, and they're going to find a place. They're going to find some worshipers, people worshiping in spirit and in truth, people who are putting their faith on display, uh, unashamed for the world to see, hey, this is who we are, and this is who our God is, and we're not going to be quiet. We're going to be louder than ever before. We got to go beyond uh, our normal church, beyond these walls, beyond our normal daily life, and we got to get out in the streets and say, hey, uh, we're going to let you know who our God is. This is how great our God is. Amen. If the, if the, uh, if the skeptics and the, and the, uh, critics and all the activists, they, they proudly go out and they do that. Why can't the people of faith go out and do the same thing, right? We have a better message. We have a message of love. We have a message of hope. We have a message of, of transformation that God can break any any shackle, uh, break anybody from any addiction, and the Holy Ghost can, can transform somebody's life. That's the message that we are putting on display, the power of God, and we're going to go out there like never before and let the world know who Jesus is and that everybody has a chance. Everyone has an opportunity to get a hold of it. This gift is for everybody. 
they just need to let somebody needs to tell them about it, right? And so let God use us in a mighty way on Sunday. We're believing and praying and and fasting, preparing for that. Amen. And so we are uh, ready to put our faith on display and see what God has in store. Amen. Because I want to go beyond. I want to go further than anything we've experienced before. But that takes us getting a little bit uncomfortable. we're, we're going to be in a different setting, in a different place. And, of course, naturally we may feel a, a little natural apprehension to do anything or uh, to get loud. But, hey, if we just be ourselves, uh, God's going to show up. We, we be ourselves like we are here. Uh, God will pour his spirit out like he does here on Sunday because we are the church, and we're going to have church out there unashamed. Amen. And, and we're going to see what the power of God has in store. Uh, but God needs his people to shine brighter than ever before. And I'm ready, and I'm willing to be one of those vessels. Amen. Amen. You believe that? We're going to go and and put our faith on display. Let's worship the Lord. Let's thank Him. Let's believe for something great. Uh, On Sunday, God, prepare us for what